is AuroraCon. I'm 23 years old, desperately wish there were more videos of Pete and Kim hanging out together, because as of right now, I'm not fully convinced of their relationship, and I'm Toronto's next great musician. While waiting for my name to be featured at the front of every major concert hall across the world, I'm working as a server at a diner. While that may sound glamorous in an 80s indie film type way, it is, truthfully, fucking stressful. Earlier this week, my coworker Toby, whose only job seems to be berating me despite literally holding the same title, asked me to play a set at the diner on Friday. The diner is trying to rebrand itself, or rather it's trying to gain any character other than reasonably priced in a gentrified area, as unbelievably that's slowly becoming less and less charming. Every day for the past two weeks has been a different theme night. We did a May Cafe last week, a Western Saloon last night, and only barely escaped a bowling night due to the building's poor infrastructure. Thank Christ for the landlord's unwillingness to keep this place livable, am I right? It's exhausting, honestly. I mean, I've always dreamed of having costume changes every day, and this really puts a damper on my glamorous fantasy. Plus, as terrible as this job is, I really can't afford to lose it. Since technically only my roommate Anna is on our lease, I have to pay her directly. One day late and she goes insane. Which is why I not only have to worry about performing in front of my coworkers, but also becoming a kind and polite waitress. See, last night for the Western Saloon, I was dressed like a cowgirl. So in order to play the part, I tried doing a southern accent. I'm not too great at accents, so I kept fluctuating between Irish and Quebecois. I was serving one customer, an older gentleman, who I apparently offended. He accused me of mocking his proud Newfie heritage. I'm a very important man, he told me. You see, he's from Gander, the come-from-away town. I was starting to get riled up already. I'm a brown girl, born in 1998, so any 9-11-related accusations followed me throughout childhood, and that is not a wound I'm happy to open up. When I kindly explained to him that he should be able to tell the difference between his hero town and Londonderry, that really set him off. Anyways, I got my first formal warning, this time coming from my actual manager instead of Toby, so it definitely meant something. Which is why I need to do really well on Friday. I'm hoping the power of music and love and human connection will be enough to overpower any slights to my name. There is one tiny other complication, though. Yesterday, my sister Carmen called me. Apparently, we both missed our parents' anniversary. Well, my parents got divorced when I was 12, but last year I guess they started listening to Three Days Grace and realized that Misery loves company, so they decided to get back together. In all honesty, I figured they'd have preferred not to hear from their kids, living proof that their relationship has never been healthy on the day meant to represent their love, but apparently I was wrong. Normally I could handle my parents being mad at me. I mean, my sister is in med school and I need to find a medieval tavern owner costume by tomorrow, otherwise I won't be able to pay for a mattress in the living room of a one-bedroom apartment. I recently, however, convinced my parents to come to one of my shows and they've chosen Friday night to start supporting me for the first time. It's Monday though, so I've got four days to make this all come together. I guess that's showbiz. Oh geez, it's so fun to say that. Hi! What a Wednesday, huh? I just got off my shift. 
I've been trying to be better at work lately, and somehow my methods don't seem to be working. My manager's name is Clive, and honestly, he's a really sweet guy. Well, to everyone else, that is. I know I'm not the best server, but this guy has been on my ass since day one. So I don't wear the proper uniform. I mean, can you blame me? We're supposed to buy these fancy dress pants, which are at least $60 for one pair. So I just thrifted a bunch of similar ones, but that wasn't good enough for the scarily perceptive Clive. In my defense, people like coming to our diner because it's the only thing in this neighborhood that at least looks affordable. I mean, honestly, our customers are paying $16 for a burger and the experience of pretending they're struggling in the 80s. You'd think they'd appreciate a real-life struggling person. I mean, really, if the diner really wants more visitors, that's the angle they should start leaning into more. Aesthetic of a struggling uni student, but don't worry, our prices don't reflect that so you rich fuckers can be assured the food isn't poisoned. The diner. But... I finally gave in. I, for what it took me four hours to make, purchased a single pair of black pants. I've been going to actual costume shops instead of Value Village too for all these fucking theme nights, none of which are going to stick. I've also actually tried to bite my tongue with customers even when they're being exceptionally stupid. Clive hasn't even noticed. God, and who wants to be the chick who performs at her workplace immediately before getting fired? I might as well chain smoke a pack of cigarettes and chase it with straight lemon juice beforehand until I can't breathe properly. At least then my coworkers will have a good story about me. Haha, <laughs> remember the chick who couldn't interact with customers, did a scarily accurate impression of a pug on stage, and then got canned? You know, as an aspiring musician, it's really important to get my name out there. But I already got the fancy pants and I don't think any of my coworkers have circles which overlap with my intended audience, so I'm intending on doing a good job. Though, there's still the issue of my parents. I've been texting and calling them all week trying to get them to talk to me. They really couldn't seem to care less. I've called them five times so far, which usually meets my quota for a month or longer depending on how much Carmen talks to them. All I know, I'm supposed to perform on Friday night and they're going to be there. My parents have never been all that supportive of my music. When I was a kid, of course, they loved that I had interests. The issue came when I held those interests in higher regard than academic success. I mean, I get why they're mad. <laughs> my sister's a doctor. This will be the first time they'll see me play since I was just doing it part-time in university. The first time I told them I wanted to be a musician, I was 11 years old. It was about a year before they got divorced. They took us to the Toronto Reference Library, which is basically how I picture the Library of Alexandria. Carmen and I used to play this game where we would challenge the other to do as much research on a topic as we could in just one hour, then have our parents judge who did better research. It's nerdy, I know, but in my defense, half the kids at school would have family vacations consisting of spending two weeks falling down fancy hills. I mean, honestly, I'm still not convinced skiing isn't either a cult or a way to get recruited to one. That time, Carmen challenged me to do research on Tchaikovsky because it was early January and we'd spent the last few weeks dancing around the house to the Nutcracker. I did choir at school, so I knew how to read scores, but opening up Swan Lake for the first time blew me away. Tchaikovsky is amazing at writing these grand moments in all his pieces, which is what he's really well known for, but 
What really surprised me was how grounded it was, always going back to something more delicate and playful. Swan Lake is long, too, and I spent well over the one hour I had to do my research going over every ornamentation and dynamic change, analyzing the orchestration before I even knew what the word meant. How could a trombone, an instrument I'd only thought of as loud and intense, sustain such a softness? It turns out I'd been missing for over 30 minutes past when I was supposed to meet up back with my family, so they came and found me. When they did, I couldn't figure out how to explain everything I'd learned, so I let Carmen win. But for the first time ever, rather than feeling resentful that she'd given me such a broad topic while mine was much easier, I felt thankful. I knew right then that she'd introduced me to something that would continue to affect me forever. On the streetcar going home, I told my parents I wanted to be a musician. They chuckled at me, happy I'd adopted a new hobby, as they always thought I needed more. I carried the promise to be a musician close to me, not wanting to reveal it to others, knowing that if my secret got out, it would be subject to ruin. Well, it's Friday! My parents left me a voicemail, told me they are definitely coming to see me play tonight. Otherwise, I still haven't talked to them all week. Toby also let me know that the band that was supposed to play at the 7pm prime spot just dropped out, so now he's giving it to me. I mean, usually I'd be thrilled, except I woke up this morning and realized that between worrying about my parents and my coworkers, I've completely forgotten to be worried about my set. I haven't even made a fucking set list. I've been working on some original stuff lately, but it's not very polished. Certainly not something I would want to perform at this point, and I also don't like performing new stuff around a lot of people. No, I reserve that stuff for like midnight open mic nights. I could always rely on covers, but if anyone in that crowd wanted to hear a young woman singing Billy Joel, they'd be where they should be on a Friday night, at their niece's recital. But they're not, because they're just an uncle, and they know that not showing up to their niece's recital isn't bad enough for them to bring up in therapy in the future. But still, they feel kinda bad about it, so instead of going to a bar to get drunk, they're going to the local diner. That way they can drink, but can't get disorderly enough to really absolve them of guilt. So, that's the audience I have to create my set for. Well, that audience, but still appropriate for my parents. Oh, and nothing too embarrassing either. I do one thing slightly out of place and I will never hear the end of it from Toby. I mean, I could always play some of my old songs. That won't work. I can't even open my old songbooks without cringing. Plus, there's only so many four-chord songs with vaguely Taylor Swift-inspired lyrics people can handle in one go. Oh shit, I'm running late to the diner. I'll catch up with you later. Okay, I'm here. The show started a couple of minutes ago, and I've managed to avoid seeing my parents so far, and I grabbed a bag of cookies that Anna made. I know she told me not to take any, but she made them for herself in case she got stressed, and I am definitely stressed about this. But the cookies are good, so I'm thriving. So far, the night's been going well. At the very least, it seems like this is doing something good for the diner. And weirdly, I'm feeling okay about this set. My guitar is tuned. I managed to create a balanced set list of bar songs, as well as stuff written by people under 40, so as to appear homey yet unique. See, 
A good set is like a good album. There's some type of thematic relationship, maybe an individual song has a unique style, but there's still a distinct unifying sound. At the same time, especially if you're not in New York in the 60s and therefore are able to rely on raw lyricism to distinguish songs from one another alone, there has to be a variety of sound. So changing time signatures, dissimilar melodies, and making sure that as you're playing different songs, your voice and fingers feel like you're doing something different with the instrument. And I think I've come up with something good. So with that in mind, since I've been playing a lot of grunge lately anyways, I made a set list with lots of different types of grunge. Nirvani, Nervous Breakdown, Nirvana on a Stick, you know, the bands everyone knows. Pearly Whites, Earl Ham, Pearl James. I'm gonna go warm up for a bit. I can't believe I have a really, really good feeling about this. I'm about to go on, man, and I am feeling freaking stellar. I talk to my parents. You know, they're actually pretty cool dudes once you get to know them. I don't even know why I was worried. I mean, they created me and gave me the power to create others. You know, they're like my own personal gods. I also had a good conversation with Toby. I gave him a cookie when he noticed I offered them to my parents, and he seemed very appreciative. I've never seen him like this. He's standing up with a slight slump, and the top button of his shirt is undone. I'm glad he's able to loosen up a little, you know? He was acting kind of weird, though. He asked me if my parents were really okay eating the cookies after everything I've told him about them. Like, bro, they're older, not dying. Let them enjoy the small things. I'm actually really excited they're here, though. They seem to be really enjoying the show. I've spent all week thinking this night would be the culmination of every bad thing in my life, but it looks like this could be the first step to a much brighter future. I'm gonna go play my set now. Catch you on the flip side, homies. Good morning. I'm feeling a little groggy today, but last night couldn't have gone any better. My parents really seemed to love the show. I mean, I didn't even know my mom liked grunge, but she was singing along to my whole set. Smells like mean spirits, I understand, but she even knew Lake of Wire. When I said goodbye to my parents at the end of the show, the three of us hugged. Like, really hugged, and it felt amazing. I can't remember a time like that since when I was a kid. Toby seemed really impressed too, both with Anna's cookies, my set, and the whole show. And I think tonight will leave Clive off my ass for at least a couple of weeks, thank God. He even cancelled our theme night tonight, which is good because my commitment to buying all these costumes is starting to completely cancel out going to work in the first place. I'm happy I'm at this place now, though. My parents came to my show, I got along with my coworkers, I got to perform my music, and I made it come together all by myself. Oh, sorry, I'm getting a call from my sister. Hey. Carmen? Uh, yeah, they came to my show last night. They seem to have a really good time. You tested them this morning? Why would you? There are par- Cannabis? We had a really nice time. They were relaxed, mom sang along to my grunge music, and they voluntarily talked to my coworkers. I just gave them these cookies on a ma- 
Oh, shit. Yep, I'll talk to you later. So, as I was saying, I made it all come together by myself with some help from marijuana. Well, it's a good first step.